When they hit churches, they want to lay hand on somebody. Right. They want to speak in counterfeit tongues. Wow. They want to release demons. But how can you make America great again if you don't get on your face and repent? What's a just God supposed to do? If he does nothing, he is, in a sense, giving consent to the right. sin. When the government dictates what religion is, our morals will be stripped. Well, they're setting it up for you guys, the younger generation, to take the hit. They see a church that's on fire for God. That's the church that gets targeted. You're in a worship saying, praise Jesus. We are the army of God. We'll dare to discuss what most churches never will and strive always to speak the truth in love. We are watchmen, warriors, victors. Together, we will fight the good fight and finish strong. This is David Hebner Live. Vaccine passports, people rising up in the streets, protesting against the government, telling them they need to show your papers. Why? Well, because it violates their civil rights, their privacy. Uh, but how do they know that? How do the people, the protesters, know that it is bad? Because it's bad, it's evil, it's wrong. But how do they know it's bad, evil, and wrong? I mean, the difference between good and evil, right and wrong, where's the compass? Who determines that? Well, you say, David, God placed us in the ability to know right from wrong. Well, yes, if we know God. But what if we don't know God? What if there are people, and there are, who don't know God? Where's the compass? You see, if we don't know God, then we don't know good. Jesus said that. He said that to the rich man, to the, to the rich young ruler. He said, uh, uh, I'm paraphrasing. He said, dude, he, Jesus didn't say dude, but if he did, he would have said, dude, there's, there's none good except God. God is good. There's, there is no good, which means unless you know God, you truly do not understand good because the world, the Antichrist, has warped and twisted the compass of understanding right and wrong, good and bad. Let's go to Isaiah 5.20. Isaiah 5.20. Woe to those who call evil good and good evil. Woe to those who call evil good and good evil. This is Isaiah. It started happening way back then. Who put darkness for light, light for darkness, who put bitter for sweet and sweet for bitter. You see, they, 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 they twisted everything, and they're continuing to twist everything to where we don't understand what anything is if you're looking at things from a humanitarian viewpoint, if you're not looking through God's eyes. And you can't unless you have the mind of Christ. So all of these people protesting against the vaccine passports don't really understand God's good and evil. Why? Because just like it's a passport, give me your papers. Well, think about this. What's your driver's license? What is your passport? What are all these other registered doc, these other registrations, these documents you have to have? I mean, 
vaccine passport just goes a little bit further? Of course, I don't agree with the vaccine passports. Of course not. That's not the point. I'm talking about good and evil, right and wrong from God's point of view. And if, if everyone out there is protesting, and you got all this chaos going on, and it, first of all, it's orchestrated by the Antichrist. It's a sideshow, folks. This is exactly what the deep state, the Luciferian government, the Antichrist wants to happen. They don't want to listen. They just want to stand up for their rights. Oh, yeah, my rights. It's my moral, ethical compass. That's why, you know, it's, excuse me, there is a word. And it's got five letters, if I can count. Let's go to Jeremiah 7, 27, 28. Jeremiah 7, 27, 28. When you tell them all this, they will not listen to you. When you call to them, they will not answer. Therefore, say to them, this nation, this is the nation that has not obeyed the Lord, its God, or responded to correction. Truth has perished. Truth has vanished from their lips. Folks, talking to the nation of Israel, talking to the nations today, they have abandoned God. They've, they've turned a deaf ear toward God's truths. So you see, if you don't understand God's truth, there is no way you can understand good and evil, true good and evil. They have no truth. Oh, yes, you know, you know they stand, they want to stand for their rights, and, you know, but I'm not talking about humanitarian rights. I'm not talking about civil rights. I'm talking about God's rights. I'm talking about the right we have in God's eyes with the mind of Christ. And I'm going to land this plane. I'm going to tell you exactly where it's going. In these last days, if you want to stand for truth, you and I, even the ones protesting in the streets, if they want to stand for truth, they must, we must know God. We must have the mind of Christ. Now listen to me. There's someone out there listening right now that stumbled across this, this gathering by mistake and going, who is this lunatic? But you have been going to church all your life or some of your life. And you think because you got baptized or you take communion or heaven help us all, you went to confession that somehow God favors you and you know God and you know right, you don't. But right now, going to have a little altar call. All you have to do is say, Lord, I accept you. Because the only way to get to you, Father, is through your son. I accept your son, and I am now following you. All right, stay with me to the end of the show. 2 Timothy 3, 12, and 13. 2 Timothy 3, 12, 13. In fact, everyone who wants to live a godly life in Christ Jesus... Christ Jesus, if you want to live a godly life in Christ Jesus, you will be persecuted. While evildoers and imposters will go from bad to worse, deceiving and being deceived. David, what's the solution? You're, you give me all this bad stuff. Now listen, first of all, we know the story. We know how it ends. It depends on what side you're on. And I know what side you're on. But there's a solution, the antidote. There's a way out. Not from the persecution, but from the devastating effects of the persecution. Because Jesus said there will be persecution. You can't change that. But how will it affect us? How will we perceive it? How will we receive it? The effects of the assault, 
what it can and can't do. See, most Christians don't have a clue. They're not prepared for what is happening now and what's going to really unfold. You see, there's only one battle, and there's only two sides, and there's only one winner. The battle is the battle for your soul, eternal. There's two sides. There is God and there is Satan. But there's only one winner, baby, and that's God. And you and I are on the side of God, and we are the winner. But I ask, whose side are you on? Out there listening, maybe you just joined us. You need to be on the side of truth. Yeah, I, I have an analogy, and, and, and I'm going to bring on my guest. I'm excited about bringing on uh, Dr. Michael Lake as my guest, but I, I want to say this before I bring him on. You have the Son, God, the Son, Christ, and you have the wind that blows toward the Son. Now, the wind is Satan. You go, David, well, Satan wouldn't go toward God. You must understand that from God came everything. God created everything, even Satan. So therefore, everything is going to go back to God for judgment, all right? So, so you have the wind blowing toward God. Now, if you are facing the wind, walking into the wind, you have God at your back. That's not a good thing to do. You're walking towards Satan. You got all this wind. That explains addiction. That explains suicide. That explains how... Satan is because you're walking towards Satan, the wind, suns. But if you're walking toward God, the sun, actually the wind, Satan, will help you and push you toward God. There you go. Where did that come from? We got music. You see, when you're walking toward God, the wind is at your back. It's pushing you toward God. That's if you keep your eyes on God. Now, you can't be double-minded. You have to be focused. If you take it off, the devil will get you in a heartbeat, but that wind will actually push you toward God. All right, now we're talking about perhaps the last true decision you'll ever make. Everybody wants to know this, the uh, V, you know, the V, the jab. They want to know, is this a precursor is a door opening to the mark of the beast. And this is what I'm getting at, that if we don't understand true good, true God, will we ever understand when the mark of the beast is presented to us? I know we can read it in the Bible, and I know everyone has an interpretation. I get all that. I understand it. I'm talking about when it's right in front of us. Will we know when, what it is, and how to interpret it and what to do about it. You see, if we don't see through the eyes of God, we will see through the eyes of Satan, and that will be deceptive. So the answer to avoiding the mark of the beast is simple. It's not to analyze it and figure out what it is. It's to keep your face toward God, toward the Son. It's to understand the things of God, to ask the Holy Spirit to come in and enhance our mind of Christ, and here to help us, <laughs> to, to dissect all of this, <laughs> that I've turn, I got a big bowl of spaghetti here, is Dr. Michael Lake, is a uh, brilliant uh, uh, 
brother in the Lord and uh, really devotes his life to, um, to researching and uh, communicating things that God's given him. Dr. Lake, are you with me there, buddy? I am, my friend. <laughs> so did make a big bowl of spaghetti, brother. <laughs> I made a big bowl of spaghetti. Well, now we're going to pour some sauce in and we're going to eat it. Um, but you kind of know where I was coming from. Um, uh, do you get the gist of what I was trying to say about if we don't understand, Dr. Lake, the things of God and good from God's point of view, God's compass, if we don't get that, we, I, I don't care if you know what the mark of the beast is, you won't know when to take it and when not to take it. You won't see things the way we're supposed to through God's eyes. No, I, I don't think so. And in fact, most people, you know, we, we always get so enamored with the mark of the beast, but there was another mark in the book of Revelation. It was the mark of God that was on his people. And if we were half as much worried about making sure that we had that mark as we are about maybe mistakenly taking the mark of the beast, which you can't do when you really understand the dynamic of what's being spelled out in the book of Revelation, uh, we would have the mind of Christ. We would know what was going on. Uh, we would have that anointing of the sons of Issachar that we would know the times and seasons that we're in. So I'm going to ask you just some to catch the audience up on a few things, because you and I have done a lot of videos on this. What is the beast? What is the beast? The beast and the beast system. I think the beast is going to be the reemergence of Nimrod. He's going to be in cart. Uh, it's been a long day. Uh, he's he's going to come back, and he's going to be incarnate uh, in another body, which most most likely be a transhumanistic body. Okay. So he'll rule. Uh, he he will rule. And in fact, he was uh, at that time the first world ruler that was uh, partly human, unless you want to go back into the antediluvian age where the Watchers and the Nephilim ruled the planet. So he will be a hybrid, um, Nephilim, uh, with the spirit of Nimrod. Absolutely. And when you look at it, uh, the world is pushing itself that way. Uh, there's been a lot of you know, data that's going forth. Remember when they were teaching us evolution and how we're supposed to be evolving into perfection or, or homo deus, if you will? Mm -hmm. The truth of the matter is they're finding out there's an expiration date on our DNA and probably within another four or five generations, it will completely unravel. When you say an expiration date on our DNA, elaborate on that a little bit. Well, there, there are experts have, have come out, and most of them are leaning towards transhumanism, that realize that a lot of the cancers, a lot of things that we have are, are not just what you know, the elite have done to our environment or, or the food additives, and I think a lot of that junk has something to do with it, but also that there is a, there is a slow decay uh, with human DNA, and it's really going to accelerate in the next few generations uh, to the place that they, they actually have scientists talking about that within uh, two, three, four generations that human DNA will no longer be viable. Uh, so when God made Adam, there was an expiration date uh, on, on that for humanity because God knew exactly when this whole thing was going to end. Wow. Okay. What is the mark? Um, I've looked at that. Now, we, number one, you have to set the Word of God back into context. It was written in a time when, when John, uh, the Apostle John, was on the Isle of Patmos. 
the Greek emperor at that time basically declared that he was a god while he was still alive. And if anyone did not worship him, they were to be executed. And so it was a time of great persecution. So it was set, it was written in a time of emperor worship. And so that will be a vital part of it. But I I think it's going to be an entire system. I think you're going to have to take a bit chain. You're going to have to take the Internet of Things. You're going to have to take genetic upgrades. Uh, David, even the the last implant that L.A. Marzulli uh, pulled out of an abductee, Mm-hmm. Uh, operated at uh, over like, I can't remember if he said it was like 28 mega, gigahertz or if it was 280 gigahertz. Now, you and I would both love to have it. That would be considered a supercomputer. Mm-hmm. And it was in the, you know, the size of a grain of rice. Yeah. And so it has the computing power not only to monitor everything about your physiology, but very possibly to help resequence your DNA to suit the, the B system. It's pulling all these things together over time. Wow. Okay, so the beast is a system that will be ruled by Nimrod, the spirit of Nimrod, which will be a hybrid, a Nephilim. The mark are, is just every, every agenda, every door that opens, every event. That's the mark of the system. So, but, I, but I think there will be something that is either uh, placed in the body to make you a part of that system, uh, you know, and everybody's getting upset about, you know, the 5G that we have now on our phones, and I've been keeping yeah. track. Uh, 6G or 7G is the one that really has me concerned because they're talking about the quantum internet. Okay. And, and by that time, we will no longer need devices. We will literally be jacked into the internet. And, and David, yeah. what that does, can you imagine an AI in the background totally filtering your perception of reality. Yeah. And this gets right back to how do we discern? Now, I know the Holy Spirit will guide and lead us, but Dr. Lake, it's not about knowing exactly what the mark is and what the beast is. It's knowing what to do when something is presented to us. In other words, you and I did a video and one of the things you said, I'll not forget, is it may be the, the last true decision you ever make. How do we understand the mark of the beast when it's in front of us, and how do we turn away from it? I, I think it will be presented as a needed human upgrade. Uh, you know, they're, they're even looking at the mRNA vaccines that, we're, that they're trying to push now. And we have one major university saying what we're going to do in the next five to 10 years is we're going to upgrade the software of humans. So, you know, God's software wasn't enough. We're going to begin upgrading the software. And, uh, you know, when they, when they start talking like that, it's like, no, thank you. I, I, am, I am created in the image of God. Right. The software Almighty God gave me is more than enough. Right. But you see, they'll sell it through these self-enhancers, through Mm -hmm. would you like to live 500 years? Would you like to have a very high level of intelligence? Would you like to have beautiful kids? Would you like to be beautiful yourself? So they'll sell it. It'll be like a frog and warm water as the water gets hotter and hotter. So Dr. Lake, my last question before we take a break is, are they doing this now? Because you mentioned LA, uh, who I've you and I both speak with, and we also, I've had him on the show. Uh, he, he's removed these chips from back 40 years ago. Do you believe they've been implanting this stuff and this, this 
this mark, this beast system has, has already been implemented? I think it was beginning to put the pieces of the puzzle together. They're, they're still developing the technologies. And so they'll, they'll do it uh, both out in the open and very clandestine like they have done with these implants. You know, the very first ones that he got would easily break apart. And you could put them in a, in a solution, like a saline solution, they would reassemble themselves. The last one he pulled out, it took an industrial red laser to cut it in half. Wow. So over the last 30, 40 years, they have vast, vast improvements on these implants. Wow. We're talking to Dr. Michael Lake. Um, we're talking about perhaps one of the most, I, I would consider the most important things for the body of Christ to understand and the most devastating if we don't understand. We're talking about the mark of the beast. Is it upon us? Is it happening now? If so, how is it happening? When we come back. I'm going to ask Dr. Lake, who's behind all this? Someone said Illuminati. Well, who is the Illuminati? How did it start? Who were the, who were the original founders of the Illuminati? And what is their agenda specifically right now for you and I as Christians? I'm David Hevener. We'll be right back. They've made many, many movies about aliens. But the question is, are they angelic or demonic? Why don't they want to acknowledge uh, the supernatural? Uh, the seminary education today, that when pastors are being trained, there's no emphasis on the supernatural, even though the Bible's a supernatural book. As in the days there's of no, uh, so it will be. Yeah. And it goes down to, well, what is their ultimate purpose? Inaugurate the Antichrist. In these last days, there will be perilous times. People will worship false gods, lying signs and wonders. Bibles will be taken out of schools. As the Antichrist arises, Christians will be persecuted. But now, God's people have awakened. David Hevner Investigates is proud to bring you End Times Investigations a new DVD series containing over eight hours of interviews, commentaries, and teaching on Illuminati and the New World Order, Satanism, miracles and healings, the Antichrist and One World Religion. David interviews some of the top experts in their field. Hi, I'm David Hevener, and I'm proud to bring you this brand new DVD collection in Times Investigations. David reveals how the media is working hand in hand with the Antichrist system. Order now and receive this special DVD collection. Equip yourself and your family. Text bonus to 41444 or slash order. Call toll free 844 806 Text bonus to 41444 or davidhevner.tv slash order. Call toll-free, 844-806-0006. Everybody, David back with you. You're watching David Hevner Live. This is actually our church. It's your church, God's church. It's, this is it, okay? In these times, we must come together. We must learn the truth. We must speak truth, because a lot of the churches aren't doing it, okay? So I really appreciate you. And I really love you guys. And I thank you, all the prayer warriors. We have over 600 prayer warriors. Uh, please, if you could go uh, and order this End Times uh, DVD uh, uh, collection. Uh, it has everything that we've been talking about on this 
broadcast, and even what we're talking about tonight with uh, Dr. Lake, um, we're talking about the Antichrist, we're talking about Illuminati, New World Government, on this DVD, the uh, end times miracles, Satanism, demonic powers, if you'd like to get it and support the ministry, I want you to um, just text the word bonus to 41444, the word bonus to 41444, or you can get a legalized Jesus t-shirt and a mug, because we got to make Jesus legal. It's the first title of the first episode of Last Evangelist, Legalized Jesus. You can text the word chosen to 91999. Or just go to davidhevener.tv forward slash order, and you can pick it up. Uh, you guys sign up on davidhevener.tv. You can go underground with us. I'm going to ask uh, Dr. Lake if he'll stay with us a few minutes so we can go underground. We disconnect from all the places that won't let us say certain things and spank our hands, but we're still on Roku and Amazon. Go to davidhevener.tv, sign up. Uh, it, there's things on there you're not going to see on these other channels, Okay. I, I have videos on there, and we have original programming that you're not going to see anywhere else. Okay, talking to Dr. Michael Lake. Um, Dr. Lake, um, we've been talking about the mark of the beast, the system, the mark, um, and we talked about the spirit of Nimrod, going to be a Nephilim. Uh, it's coming up on us now. Um, who is behind this? Is it the Illuminati behind this? I, I think it is, and, and really to even understand the Illuminati, uh, you've got to realize that the Acts 15 Council, when the Gentiles were welcomed in because of the gospel, devastated paganism in the ancient world. Prior to that, Zeus ruled over humanity for 3,000 years. After Acts 15, within 200 years, uh, that paganism just died out for the most part. And so hell had its own counsel to try to reverse what happened in, in Acts 15. And uh, there were five players. Weishaupt was, uh, he was absolutely obsessed with fives. And so he had five initial players, but the three that stand out the most, one of them was Mayor Rothschild. Of course, today everybody knows who the Rothschilds are. He was the founder of the Rothschild Financial Cartel, which is basically the central banking system around the world. Uh, what had, most people talk about Adam Weishaupt and his goals, and I want to read you their goals to see if you can't see these things being played out right now. Uh, the abolition of monarchies and all ordered governments, the abolition of private property inheritance. Didn't the World Economic Forum just come out and say, you're going to own nothing and you're going to like it? That's right. Okay, yeah. that's humanism. Uh, to abolish uh, of, uh, of patriotism and nationalism, uh, the, uh, the abolition of, of family life and the institute of marriage and the establishment of communal education of children and to abolish all religion. Wow. That's the basic tenets uh, that they put together. And, uh, you know, we, we can, you can say, well, you know, the, the history says that there was this guy that was struck by lightning and they found his secret notes and they dismantled the Illuminati. No, they dismantled maybe one cell group uh, because the Rothschilds kept going, didn't they? And yeah. by that time, the, uh, the Illuminati had infiltrated all the Masonic lodges. Today, every single Masonic lodge, I believe, around the world has, has, has become... Uh, under the control of what the Illuminati did, and that's, that's their primary goals. And so the, the Masons of today were very different 
than the Masonic lodges, let's say, of George Washington's time here in America. Okay. So, so the original founders, one of them was the Rothschilds. So there were like three original founders of the Illuminati. How many years ago, because you read their, their, their mission statement, how many years ago did they write this? Uh, they wrote it back in 1776. In fact, you'll find the date on the back of your $1 bill, May 1st, 1776. Wow. Wow. And so now I want to talk, ask you about the Freemasons. Are you saying that originally the Masons were, quote, they were legit, they were clean, but they got infiltrated by the Illuminati? Or are you saying that it was set up for that purpose originally? Well, you, they went from gray to black, okay? They, okay. They, were, they were caught up in the mystery religions. Uh, they used them to try to, especially here in America, they used them to try to counter what they saw of the abuses in Europe of the divine right to rule, which came from the Word of God. And so they pulled from the ancient mystery religions to try to set up another ruling system. Uh, I know Dr. Tom Horn has written extensively on that, that uh, there's a ceremony where uh, you know, the Pharaoh, when he was, he could, you could be king of Egypt and not Pharaoh. There was a ceremony they went through that you took on the spirit of Osiris. And when you did that, then you became Pharaoh. And they have been doing a similar one uh, for every president since George Washington, uh, waiting for that. And I think, I think originally they did it, in their, as far as I can tell in their own minds, was to counter the divine right of, of rulership. But they were speaking with the same spirits that were of the old world that's guiding the Illuminati and every dark avenue of everything. So uh, these, these creatures love to dupe men into doing things that maybe they don't fully understand. Yeah. And everything we're seeing now, the protests in the streets, the riots, all this uh, defund the police, BLM, I mean, it goes on and on. All of this is it's like we're like puppets and there's a puppeteer called the illuminati okay uh the dark side they're the ones orchestrating all this they're the ones control they, they love this right they do and in fact william one of the one in fact when you get to a 32nd degree uh freemason uh one of the titles they give you is that it'll say right on your certificate order out of chaos they have to create chaos to create order uh, but, you know, we always seem to center up on Weishaupt because he, he did the philosophical side, but the religious side was a guy named Jacob Frank, and he was a nihilist. It was burn it all to the ground, wipe out anybody of the old system. I mean, he hated any kind of law, even the law of Moses. He hated all of it and said it was an abomination and it was hurtful to man. And he borrowed from a guy that uh, a generation previous uh, Sabbati, uh, Sabbatai Zev that uh, developed the concept of salvation through sin. Salvation through sin. Through sin. <laughs> and so they talk a lot about, you know, that you know, the, true, the true spiritual Torah, the true spiritual law, which everything was permissible, no. Moses couldn't handle, so he rejected that from Yahweh and came up with his own. And, and so they, they hate any kind of law, and they, they want chaos. They want it all burnt to the ground. Yeah. Now, when, when you look at uh, the writings of, of Jacob Frank, Hitler read after him, Stalin, Marx, uh, Mao. I mean, every despot that the last you know, hundred, couple of hundred years has produced were students of Jacob Frank. 
Wow. Do you believe we're going to have an, uh, a Holocaust here in the Western world, America, the, the Western civilization, a Holocaust of, of this time, the Christians? And if so, what does that look like? Well, I'm not quite sure what it's going to look like. I know there will be pockets of it. God has been speaking to a lot of people prophetically about cities of refuge, where there'll be places of safety. But we need to we need to understand historically, there was a Christian Holocaust in a nation that became known as Turkey. That Islam and and the Nazi socialism merged together, and then this is prior to World War II that they had concentration camps and they exterminated the Christians. And it was a proof and concept of the Nazis before they did what they did with the Jewish people during World War II. Wow. Wow. So I'm going to take a break, but before we do, I want to ask you this question. Jesus said, I saw Satan falling from the sky. Now, this is Luke 10, 18. I, Jesus said, I saw Satan falling from the sky. You know, I've read this many times. Can you elaborate on the specific thing of Jesus seeing Satan falling from the sky? I, I think it was prophetic uh, because it, it was when he sent out, and it was the first group that he sent out, and it was specifically 70, not 71s, yeah. you know, 75, 70, which speaks to the Tower of Babel. When uh, God divided the nations according to the sons of God, the fallen sons of God that had rebelled against him. And Jesus was saying, my gospel is going to get the nations back. And we, we see part of that manifesting in Acts chapter 15, but the very uh, complete fulfillment of it we see in the book of Revelation where they announce that the, that the nations of the world have become the nations of God and of his Christ. And that, that's, that's part of the, the gospel of the kingdom and what it's supposed to do. So when you say getting the nations back, these aren't countries. These are groups of people, right? Right. You know, originally when you go back there, the, and, and there's some debate whether it was 70, 72. I know that Derek Gilbert has also looked uh, into a lot of archaeological digs where they have found out that the word 70 can also mean all of them. But uh, God basically divorced all humanity at the Tower of Babel and says, but I'm going to draw one man out. His name is Abraham, and I'm going to make a nation for myself. Wow. Wow. When we come back, um, I want to ask you about the times we're in. Not, Dr. Mike, not <laughs> what's going to be in a couple of years. What is happening right now? Okay, I want to start tying all this together. Now, I know some of it will be, will be conjecture. Some of it will be the Holy Spirit speaking to you. I, I understand that. But through conversation, I believe God leads us to understanding, especially when it's between two Christians. We're talking to Dr. Michael Lake, and um, I want you to stay with me. I want you to actually call somebody during this commercial, and I want you to tell them to tune in, because I really feel like God's going to be speaking. Um, when we come back, I'm going to ask him, what does he see happening right now that's a possibility, and what can we be looking for, and possibly what could we do about it? I'm David Hebner. We'll be right back. There's a practice 
An ancient practice where one's spirit leaves their body is called astral projection. Okay, so dreams. Could this be a form of astral projection? I can tell you that practitioners on the other side yeah. and ex-Satanists will tell you what I'm going to say. Okay. We target your dreams. A woman woke up. She felt the presence of something in the doorway yeah. that was trying to pull her out of her flesh. And what she did was call out to the name of Jesus and bang, that attack stopped. She went back into her body. She woke up. The New Agers call it the, the astral plane. It's sort of like a parallel dimension. A lot of times people will experience things like uh, sleep paralysis. It's real but lethal, real but counterfeit, real but, but uh, completely in error. There's a risk of insanity. God is totally against it. If the church was doing its job, would New Age and astral projection be so prevalent amongst Christians? In these last days, there will be perilous times. People will worship false gods, lying signs and wonders. Bibles will be taken out of schools. As the Antichrist arises, Christians will be persecuted. But now, God's people have awakened. David Hevner Investigates is proud to bring you End Times Investigations. A new DVD series containing over eight hours of interviews, commentaries, and teaching on Illuminati and the New World Order, Satanism, miracles and healings, the Antichrist and One World Religion. David interviews some of the top experts in their field. Hi, I'm David Hevener, and I'm proud to bring you this brand new DVD collection, in Times Investigations. David reveals how the media is working hand in hand with the Antichrist system. Order now and receive this special DVD collection. Equip yourself and your family. Text bonus to 41444 or TV order. Call toll free 844-806-0006. Text bonus to 41444 or davidhevner.tv slash order. Call toll-free 844-806-0006. Everybody, David back with you. Welcome. Hey, every Monday night, 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, I'm with you. We're on a lot of different platforms, okay? But watch us on davidhevner.tv. These other platforms, eh, don't know how long we'll be hanging on. Okay, so if you want to register to go underground uh, in about 20 minutes, uh, you can text DHI to 51555, text DHI to 51555, or you can email info at davidhevener.tv and you'll get a link and you can go underground with us. Uh, we're talking about things we can't talk about. Okay, um, be a last evangelist ambassador and I want you to share our postcards uh, and you know, as you're meeting people, we'll be happy to send you postcards if you'll just email me at david at davidhevener.com. Let me know you'd, you'd be willing to do that. All right, so we're talking about Mark the Beast. We're talking about the Beast system. We're talking about a specific mark, okay, that's going to happen. Maybe it has happened. We're talking to Dr. Michael Lake. Uh, Dr. Lake, so what's in front of us right now? Okay, we talked about uh, enhancing uh, our uh, DNA to the point where we're very... Um, uh, actually eliminating our DNA and turning us into, uh, you know, superhuman beings. What 
could happen next? What do you see playing out? I know we're talking about the jab and all this is happening. Are we going to be, is it going to be mandatory amongst everybody? Is that a door to the mark? What's say? I, I think they're, they're going to press in on that. And I think they're going to see just how far they can push the public. There's, uh, there's a concept of the Illuminati of, of karma, believe it or not. And if they get enough blowback, they've got a, they'll, they will back off and try to retool for some more fools. You know what, what I mean is right. we, we need to indoctrinate them more. We need to do this more. We need to do that more. Right. But right. I, I think there, this, this is really a test and I'm telling people, this is a good mark of the beast practice, you know, right. That, uh, that we have, we have got to follow the spirit of God. We have got to demand transparency. We need to remember that uh, the federal government starts with we, the people, which means yes. they work for us, not the other way around. Yeah. And uh, I think we need to remind them of that. I, I think there could be uh, some tumultuous times ahead, but I also believe we're, we are on probably the precipice of probably one of the greatest revivals that America has ever seen. So when they present the mark, a specific event, um, how do you see that? playing out and is it going to be soon meaning a lot of people say well it's on the hands on the forehead it's a chip how do you see that well when you when you look at uh, ancient jewish prophecy that can re also say that everything that you put your hand to everything that you think because it's going to be as in the days of noah that when you go back and read genesis 6 man's thoughts were continually evil and so, uh, I, I, so there's, there's a level of corruption that is almost beyond our comprehension. Uh, yeah. That's coming. I don't think we're there yet. I think they would love to take us there. Uh, but at the same time, I think God still has a plan. Yeah. That uh, I think there's one more great harvest that we can get before the, this whole thing wraps up. Yeah, so we're talking about the jab. And, you know, I've, on my show a couple of weeks ago, I talked about Franklin Graham, Billy's son endorsing it okay um now i don't want to get into i'm not going to get into the name uh calling and, and slinging and mud or anything but the point i'm trying to get at is do you see a lot of quote big time pastors influential uh voices getting sell, uh, getting uh, uh deceived being deceived and actually helping to promote this illuminati agenda upon the people of God. Do you see that happening? And, and to be truthful, that's easy to do. Whenever you're in ministry, you and I have our own unique bubbles, you know, where they consider us on the fringe. And so we, you know, we understand Genesis six, we understand all these things very clearly. Right. Uh, yes. A lot of other ministers uh, don't have a clue anything of what we're talking about. So all they know is that the experts said that this is our way forward. And they do not have uh, the benefit of the paradigm that we share. I think if they did, they would be more hesitant. Yeah. And, and this baffles me because they have to access to even much more than you, you and I have. You know, the funds, the, when I say access, I mean, everything comes through God. You know that. But, but yet, the ones that have the influence seem to be the ones that have been deceived in their but i guess this is fitting right into what jesus was talking about matthew 24 right it, it is and i think it is so easy 
uh, to get so involved in what you're doing that you put blinders off onto everything else. And, uh, you know, you and I are, are guilty of that in, in some ways with what we're doing, that there'll be stuff going on in the body of Christ, and I'll have somebody email me saying, you know, what do you think about this? And I'm thinking, I didn't even know what was going on. Right. And right. so, you know, there's, there's, I think there's a lot of that going on uh, that uh, I, I think there needs to be a revival of, of interest in eschatology once again in the body of Christ. And it's, it's really being kind of poo-pooed uh, by yeah. a lot of groups because they're, they're afraid of, of upsetting the sheep and rocking the boat instead of getting out the truth. You know, I don't know if you'll agree with me because we didn't talk about this. Perhaps you will. But to me, a revival, I heard you say revival. It's not, you know, and I'm not saying it won't be. Remember the old uh, Billy Graham days where he gave a presentation, a thousand million people walked up front or you went to these tent revivals and people were getting slain in the spirit. I'm not saying that wouldn't happen. But to me, when I heard you say revival, it means to revive someone's way of thinking the mind of christ so we understand these things it's not an emotional thing it's it, or intellectual it's a spiritual thing that comes from the heart through the mind of christ so when you revive these ideas and you revive these truths of what is the mark of the beast what does it look like right that's a revival it is and i you know, I, I think i define revival because i look back at a lot of those what we called old revivals and when you look at the analytics about 4% of them continued walking with Christ that, that went down the island and did all these things. Yeah. What I'm talking about is an awakening of the body of Christ to the situation where, and I, I call them remnant. Remnant yeah. are hungry for the Word of God. They're hungry for truth. And God is going to be raising up special forces, if you will, in the last days that are going to serve their king, and they'll not bend their knee to anybody or anything else. Amen, brother. I'm, I'm with you on that. You know, I love altar calls, but maybe what we really need are roll calls now. You know, the military blowing the bugle and people showing up for battle, okay? Uh, of course, to do that, and I know you'll agree, there must be repentance. So we must have the altar call before we could ever have the roll call. But we're in a military, you and I. We're soldiers, and everyone out there listening to us, we're a brigade. We're God's brigade, and we each have a special duty that's been assigned to us. Uh, Dr. Lake, I, 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 wanna, I, I didn't have this plan, but I need to ask you this because you brought it up. We're a body of Christ, and there are some preachers that are being deceived, and they're deceiving others because they're not aware. Do you believe that we as a body need to come together and inform other people preachers that don't know and say, hey, wake up, and then they need to inform us. Like you said, sometimes we're in our bubble and we don't know what's going on. We need to inform each other instead of condemning each other. We need to go and say, hey, did you know? Well, absolutely. Years ago, I listened to a minister, and uh, back then he was a teacher I really enjoyed way back, showing my age back in the 70s. Uh, but he, he talked about the puzzle of, of the body of Christ that God separated a lot of truths because no one person or even one group can master it all. And that we need one another and, and realize that we don't have all the truth. We have that portion of the truth that God has called us to research and, and reestablish within the body. A absolutely. Absolutely. And you brought up a good point. And I'm glad you did. We, instead of name calling, we need to call out people's name and say, hey, because I want people to tell me. I'm, I'm insane. 
we're a body, we need to come together as one, right? Um, Dr. Lake, you've got a, a new book that's coming out, you got one already out, and you've got a website. Um, how can people get in touch with you? And uh, Jared, can we put uh, his website up, please? Yeah, kingdomintelligencebriefing.com, and if that's a little bit too long, you, just, you can type in drmichaellake.com. And it'll take you to our main hub, any new podcast. My wife and I do a podcast once a week. Uh, I also try to do a new video uh, at least several times a month, as well as when I have new books out. The last one I had released last year, which has uh, became a bestseller, is The Kingdom Priesthood. We have never been taught our priesthood. And until you get the priesthood done, you can never become a true warrior. And so Ooh. now I'm beginning to write The Kingdom Warrior, which will be spiritual warfare like you have never heard it before. Because it's not an event, it's a lifestyle. Wow. Wow. Okay. All right, brother. I appreciate you, and I appreciate what you're doing, and uh, look forward to having you on in about oh, 10 minutes on the underground. Dr. Lake, God bless you. God bless you, brother. Thanks. Uh, Dr. Michael Lake, um, we're talking about the, the beast uh, system. Folks, we have to understand in these last days what's really going on, and that's why it's so important. For, to have gatherings like this, shows like this, and, and wonderful guests that are willing to come on and talk about these things. Um, so I want you to go to davidhebner.tv, sign up right now so you can go with us underground. We're going to ask God to reveal even more. Um, I think we have uh, Pastor uh, Mike Spaulding uh, in, the, in, the, in the house, in the green room back there. Uh, Pastor, are you with us? David, how are you today? Good, brother, good. I want to ask you about uh, the, now you're doing a series on Mark of the Beast for exclusive for TV, and you did it on the, on the beast, and now you're going to do it on the mark. Can you give yeah. us a little hint? What, what has God laid on your heart could be the mark? Well, not only that, so, so what could be the mark? There's all kind of speculation, obviously. You know that. Um, I'm going to zero in on a couple of those things. But, but I want to call people's attention to, uh, in, in all of the, um, I don't know the drama is the right word, but in all of the attention on so many things today revolved around the jab. Yeah. I want to call people's attention to doctrine and theology and the scriptures and what it actually says, what the timeline is for the revealing or the rolling out of the mark. That's, that's a significant portion, uh, should be a significant portion of our understanding concerning the mark. And I think people are leapfrogging ahead to get to the mark and forgetting that there's a series of events that must take place first. So that's, wow. that's the line I'm following, and that's all I'm going to say about that. I don't want you to say anything more, brother, because I look forward to, to seeing it. I watched the, the one on the beast you did. Now you're going to do the mark. When do you think that'll be up? Well, I'm hoping to still get that uh, accomplished this week. So. All right. All right. All right. <laughs> all right, brother. Well, listen, I appreciate it. You're going to be with us on the underground. I certainly will, brother. Thank you. All right. God bless you. God bless that's you. Pastor Mike Spalding with us. Okay, uh, my lovely wife, uh, Shanita, are you out there? Yes, delighted to be here. All right. I want to say thank you to people who've shown us hospitality this week. 
Tom, Rachel, Sharon, Vicki, we really appreciate you. And we have a really amazing praise report. Um, as we were um, in the hotel this week discussing the ministry, a housekeeper overheard us and she asked if we would pray for her. And do you want to fill in the rest of that story? It, she did. She, we started talking to her, didn't know if she was a Christian. And she came up to, to us and said, would you pray for my knee? And so Shanita and I had the pleasure of, of laying hands on her knee and praying for her. And that was just amazing. Uh, awesome. Uh, Shanita, I know that, um, that you've got some praise reports. Before you continue on another one, I want to give the people what I consider one of the best praise reports that we could ever imagine. And the praise, and I know it's simple, but I'm praising God right now that we can all be together one more Monday night. We've been doing this almost three years without missing a show. And that is not normal because just last week you saw my camera got knocked off the tripod twice when I was praying for, for Save the Children. We saw things fly off the wall. There has been so much attack on this ministry, and yet we are here again tonight for another hour, hour and a half. So anyway, I, I, sorry, but I needed to say that. It's so important. So I'm praising God for that. Yeah, praise God for your faithfulness. You have not taken a vacation, not one night off in three years. Thank you for your consistency, and thank you for everyone who has prayed for you, for your health and for your travels and safety. We are blessed. And thank God, and thank you. Uh, okay, any other praise reports or prayer requests? Yeah, happy birthday to Steve, to Anna. Um, I don't have this viewer's name, but they wanted to say, hey, I just started uh, my new job last week after 15 years out of the workplace and uh, prayed. I asked for your prayers that I can stay on course and keep my heart on Christ. Um, we have a... Uh, well, we want to express our sympathy to Lynette, to Tosh, our son-in-law, and uh, Kendrick, our son-in-law as well, and Jolene, who've lost grandparents this week. Uh, we are praying for Marjorie, for Cheryl, for Emily, for Vanessa, for Cindy and her mom, for Angela, for Cynthia and her newborn, Alejandra Sunny. And for our LA listener, for Tressa, for Kathy, and for Julianne's family's move on Wednesday. We really appreciate each of you writing in. We love you and we are praying for you. Absolutely. Um, also praying for Sunshine and for Greg. He got a new job. We've been mm -hmm. praying uh, for them. And, uh, and, and her hamster, okay. And people go, oh, David. I'm going to do a show, Do Animals Go to Heaven? I'm sorry. I want to really do and see what God has to say about that. So um, but anyway, we do pray for people's pets and their animals. Of course we do. All right. Um, we're going to go to the Lord, and we're going to ask God tonight for some miracles in certain people's lives. We thank you, Lord, for loving us. We approach the throne. We thank you for all this valuable godly information you've given us tonight with our guest, Dr. Lake. I want to thank you for each and every prayer warrior out there. I want to thank you for Dr. Spaulding for being on the show time and time again. 
I want to thank you for my wife for being diligent. And I want to thank you for giving me the health to be able to do this. I'm praying right now for the family that's struggling financially, that you're not quite sure what you're going to do. The father lost the job. I'm asking for a supernatural intervention, Lord, that this father will be able to get a job to provide for his family. I'm praying for a woman out there that's having eye problems. I'm not sure if it's glaucoma or if it's cataracts. I'm asking for a healing. And then when she goes to the doctor, I'm asking for precision touch from the eye doctor. I'm praying for the child out there right now that's got a really bad, I'm not sure if it's the sore throat or sinus. I'm praying for that child right now. And Father, as we do every week, we pray for the children that are being abused. I'm asking for a supernatural, once again, a supernatural protection, a supernatural bubble hedge over these children. Father, your heart, you, 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 you hurt for the children. I'm asking right now, in Jesus' name, that any abuser that comes against the children are getting sick, they're getting delusional, they will not touch that child. Praying for any and every child that's caught up in human trafficking, we're asking for a supernatural intervention that they will be set free. Praying for the mothers that are contemplating killing their children all over the world, that right now they'll be stopped, that that child will live. And Satan, you have no right to the children. And I thank you, Father, for all the miracles you've done on this gathering, on this show, with each and every one of your children. In Jesus' name, amen. So good being with you every week. I love you. I appreciate you. I thank God for you. Please, if you have a prayer request, would you email david at davidhevener.com? I get all the prayer requests. I send them out myself. I pray for you. Please, if you'd like to support the ministry, just go. You can text the word CHOSEN to 91999. Consider becoming a monthly donor, a monthly partner. If you would like the t-shirt and the mug, you can just text the word, um, uh, I think, bonus to 41444 and get the DVD, okay? Um, and go to davidhevener.tv and sign up right now, okay? All right, when we come back, we'll be going underground. But if you're leaving us now, I'm going to leave you with this. You've never really lived until you found someone we're dying for that someone is God, Jesus. See you next week. Love you guys.